Have you heard so much about hand hygiene over the last several months that you feel like you know everything there is to know? If so, today's episode is for you because I think that I'm going to talk about some things today that you may not know about hand hygiene. I'm Missy Travis, a certified infection preventionist and the creator of the IP Mentor Educational Series. Today, we are going to discuss hand hygiene, and I know it sounds simple, but there are some things about hand hygiene that you may not know, and we're going to talk about all the different components of hand hygiene. So stay tuned as I teach you practical tips and skills for becoming an expert in infection prevention. Do you want to learn the basics of infection prevention in a new and interesting way? Then I have a message for you. My name is Missy Travis and I help leaders and other infection preventionists learn the primary concepts of infection prevention without ever leaving their desk. I've spent the past several years working as a certified infection preventionist and now I want to help others learn to manage their infection prevention program by connecting the dots with insight and experience. In short, I want to be your mentor. A mentor provides insider information that you just can't get from a book. If you are serious about becoming an expert or just expanding your knowledge in the area of infection prevention, join me here on the IP Mentor Podcast each week where I will provide relevant information that you can apply to your daily activities. I know what you're thinking. What more can you tell me about hand washing or alcohol-based hand sanitizers or what we in infection prevention call hand hygiene? And maybe up until this point, you've never heard of hand hygiene before. You didn't realize that there was a fancy name for washing your hands or using alcohol-based hand rubs. I get it. It sounds very simple and you think, you know, what could be so complicated about washing our hands or using alcohol-based hand sanitizers? And it's not really complicated, but there are more components to hand hygiene besides just the act of washing your hands or just the act of putting the alcohol-based hand rub on your hands. So today I wanna take a deep dive into hand hygiene and talk about all the different components of having what I would call a successful hand hygiene program. And now if you're working in a healthcare setting or you're working in a public area, a business, an organization, maybe you're working with a sports team, it's important that you have a hand hygiene program right now because we have so many people right now that we are trying to um, prevent them from getting or spreading infection. And those of us who have worked in infection prevention for any amount of time, we know, and maybe you've heard this before, the single most important way to prevent infections is to perform hand hygiene effectively and correctly. And so I want to talk about that today because I think that this is an important topic for everyone right now, especially if you are in a public setting or if you are working with vulnerable people. 
So first, let's talk about hand hygiene. So what is hand hygiene? Well, hand hygiene is either washing your hands for at least 20 seconds with soap and water, or it's the application of an alcohol-based hand rub. So first I wanna talk about hand washing because that's been around for a long time. Most of us have been told to wash our hands since we were very little, preschool age. Um, our moms used to tell us to always wash our hands before we ate, uh, you know, ate breakfast, lunch, or dinner. And then, you know, if we had been playing outside or after using the restroom, but washing your hands needs to be done even more frequently than that. And so a general rule of thumb is any time that you feel like your hands are contaminated or definitely if they are visibly soiled, you want to wash your hands. And so in healthcare, we actually have specific times that are set out for when you need to wash your hands, such as um, you know, definitely after you're using the restroom, before eating, um, anytime your hands are visibly soiled, there's certain conditions um, that patients have that we want to wash our hands, such as um, C. diff. Um, but in the regular public area, these same rules are going to apply. If your hands are visibly soiled, so if you just accidentally sneezed in your hands, you're going to need to wash your hands because to get visible soil off your hands or actual soiling from you sneezing in your hands, you have to have the friction from rubbing your hands together under soap and water. If you try to use the alcohol-based hand rub when you have visible soil on your hands, it's, it's really not going to do anything. You're just going to rub all of that in. And many times it's not gonna be effective because you have um, proteins or other um, things on your hands because you have visible soil on your hands. So it's not gonna be as effective. So to use the alcohol-based hand rubs, you need to have visibly clean hands and no actual dirt on your hands. So those are your two options. You have your 20 seconds of soap and water, or you just rub in the alcohol-based hand rub if your hands are not visibly soiled. And you don't need to rinse off the alcohol. You don't need to dry it off. You just let it dry, and most of the time it dries very quickly, and then you go. It's very easy. So I wanna talk a little bit more about washing your hands because 20 seconds is longer than what you might think. And you may have heard before, a good way to measure if you're doing the 20 seconds is to sing songs, like the happy birthday song, or you can sing row, row, row your boat. Um, you know, pick out whatever song you like um, that's about 20 seconds, and you wanna sing that song, and that will get you in the habit of doing it for a full 20 seconds, because it really is longer than what you think it's going to be. Now, you wanna use warm water, you wanna use lots of friction, and make sure that you get enough soap in your hands that you cover all the surfaces on your hands. It's good to go around your nails and your nail beds and get underneath your nails. And it's good to go all the way up to your palm 
and make sure that you're getting all the surfaces on your hands. Now, I can tell you that after years of doing infection prevention, I've done little exercises where we check how well a person does wash their hands and we use um, a glow lotion that you can see under a black light and you have them go wash their hands after you've applied the lotion and then you go over their hands with the black light so that you can see where are the spots that they missed. And it's a really good opportunity to teach people where they could um, not be doing hand hygiene quite as well because we want to cover all the surfaces. And so if you're currently doing infection prevention, this is a great activity to do with your staff. And it really uh, reinforces that, you know, no one's perfect. Um, we all need re reinforcement and we all can use a little more um, education and monitoring to make sure that we're doing things correctly. And I never use this as a punitive exercise. I always use it as a teachable moment and I feel like it is well received. And sometimes it's, it's fun for people to see how well, how well they do at hand washing. But I wanna share with you some of the common mistakes that I see. One that I see frequently is around the nails, and especially people that have um, cuticles that are maybe cracking or peeling. That's a great area for bacteria to hide out, so you want to pay special attention to those areas. Um, people who have um, things such as warts on their fingers, that's another area that can be really sticky for bacteria. If you wear a lot of rings, um, that's a great place for bacteria to hide and also a spot that isn't as easy to clean. I also find that the outside of the hands and the inside, uh, right on the outside of the thumb, people miss those areas, like towards the bottom of the hand. Um, this is just to give you an idea. And in between the fingers, that's another spot where I find people oftentimes miss. So as you're washing your hands, just think about that. And if you are the one monitoring other people washing their hands, watch to make sure that they're covering all the surfaces of their hands. You know, children a lot of times will just rub their hands together and they don't get the tops of their hands, they don't get in between, they just do a quick little rub together. Um, so it's important to make sure that we're covering all the surfaces of our hands. We want to cover the entire surface of our hands and make sure that that entire surface is clean because we touch so many things with our hands. That's why they, that that's why hand hygiene is the single most important way to prevent infections because we know if you have dirty hands, you can quickly contaminate multiple surfaces throughout an environment or an area just by touching it, just by doing your normal routine activities. So that's why it's so important that we keep our hands clean. So now let's talk about your alcohol-based hand rubs. Did you know that the alcohol-based hand rub is actually preferred over hand washing as a method for hand hygiene? It's true. It's actually pref the preferred method in most cases. So I already told you if your hands are visibly soiled or if you have, if you're working in healthcare and there is a patient that has what we call C. diff, which is a spore-forming bacteria, we don't want you to use the alcohol-based hand rubs in those instances. Hand washing is preferred. 
But for everything else, if your hands are not visibly soiled, then the alcohol-based hand rub is the preferred method because number one, it's faster and it's got 60 to 95% alcohol if you're using the recommended content and that's going to kill a lot of your bacteria on surface, on contact, um, your bacteria and your viruses. And so we know that people are more likely to do it because it's faster. You don't have to wait 20 seconds. You just rub it onto all the surfaces of your hands and it dries really quickly. It's just a faster method. And typically you're going to get those germs and viruses killed on contact very simply by rubbing it all over your hands where the soap and water many times is more dependent upon the friction and that you're getting a lot of friction and getting that soap um, all over your hands and also doing the friction. And so that's why the alcohol-based hand rubs are recommended as the best option when appropriate. So, a couple of things though to keep in mind about your alcohol-based hand rubs. Number one, as it says in the on the label, there is alcohol in your alcohol-based hand rubs. So they it, it can be flammable. So you want to keep that in mind when you're using the alcohol-based hand rubs. And this used to come up more frequently um, when smoking was more common. Um, and now we, we see a lot of, especially in healthcare, where people um, are not allowed to smoke as much. But I would keep that in mind if you are working in an area where um, smoking is still allowed. Just keep that in mind. You want to make sure that the alcohol is dry before you have any sort of flame close to it. Because it, it still is alcohol and it can produce um, flames and cause a fire. So you just want to keep that in mind if you have any um, igniting sources close by. Um, the other thing to keep in mind with both soap and water and especially with your alcohol-based hand rubs is that it can be drying to the hands, especially the more you're doing it. And right now, a lot of people, because we're, um, you know, in the flu season, we're in the middle of a pandemic, um, people are cleaning their hands very frequently right now. And because we're starting to get into colder weather, our skin is more likely to get very dry and crack. Now this is important because just as I was saying before that a lot of times I see bacteria um, around those cracked cuticles and the peeling cuticles, if you have cracked hands, the same can apply. Those little cracks and crevices make great little hiding spots for bacteria. So we don't want to have cracked hands. So it's important that you are also using lotion as part of your hand hygiene program. And I can tell you that this is oftentimes overlooked, that people um, only think about the hand soap and the alcohol-based hand rubs. They don't think about lotion. And it's just as important because you want to have hands that are healthy and that are not cracked and are not having little areas where you can have uh, bacteria and viruses hiding. So you want to make sure that you have lotion available. Now, a little note about lotion. Not all lotions are compatible with your alcohol-based hand rubs and your hand soaps. 
So you want to pay attention, um, especially if you're using commercial brands. A lot of times you can talk to the company, the manufacturer, and ask them what lotions are compatible or what ingredients are not compatible. And this can really be significant if you're working in a healthcare facility or in a place where you're using antimicrobial soaps because some of your lotions may have ingredients in them that can inactivate the antimicrobial properties in soaps. So you just want to be careful and read labels. Make sure that everything is compatible, um, your hand soap, your alcohol-based hand rub, and your hand lotion. You want to have all three of those products available, and you want to make sure that they are compatible and that they are not interacting with each other. Um, another thing that just seems very innocent that people do that's not recommended is topping off their hand hygiene products. And so what do I mean by that? If you have like a dispenser that you're leaving out on a countertop and it gets about halfway empty, sometimes I will find people go and try to top that off or the same thing with the lotion or with the hand soap. You don't want to top them off. These really are intended to be single use um, because when you open up that system, now you're introducing potential contamination. When you start touching uh, the pump bottle or you start trying to pour something in there, you can contaminate um, your alcohol-based hand rub or your soap or your lotion with the bacteria that's on your hands when you're trying to top off or if there's bacteria on the bottles. And so it's best to not top off. You want to just use it until it's completely gone and then get a brand new product. So don't top off your hand hygiene products. Something else that you may not realize, if you work in healthcare, most people have heard this before, but if you're not working in healthcare, this may be something that's totally new to you. Artificial nails can carry bacteria. Even if you are keeping your hands clean, you could still have bacteria on your hands if you wear artificial nails. The reason is, is because bacteria and viruses can hide underneath that overlay on top of your nails. Um, because many times when you have something put on top of your nails, there's always the chance that something can grow underneath uh, in between your um, natural nail and the artificial nail. And so in healthcare, for direct patient um, healthcare providers, um, the CDC does not recommend that they wear artificial nails. Um, and some healthcare facilities have just completely banned artificial nails across the board just because it's easier to monitor. Um, because sometimes it's very hard to know if nails are artificial or not. Um, but this is just something to keep in mind that it is possible to have bacteria or viruses underneath those artificial nails, and it is possible to transmit that bacteria and viruses to other people. So just keep that in mind if you yourself wear artificial nails or someone else is wearing artificial nails, um, just keep that in mind. Um, polished nails are typically okay as long as there's no cracks, because again, when you start having cracks, that's where bacteria and viruses can easily live. So you don't want to have cracks in the nail polish um, if you have painted nails. So I think that we have covered most of the different components 
of hand hygiene and things that you want to think about. Um, one final note I do want to bring up is this has come up most recently that the FDA has issued some recalls on certain hand hygiene products, especially the alcohol-based hand rubs. So I would recommend that you visit the FDA website and make sure that you are not using an alcohol-based hand rub that has been recalled for whatever reason. I know there were some that were recalled because of uh, methanol contamination, um, but they're, just keep an eye on that um, to make sure that you're not using any of the products on that list that have been recalled. So if you've enjoyed this episode today and you feel like you've learned something new, don't forget to subscribe to my podcast so you don't miss any future episodes. And remember that I'm here to help you become an expert in infection prevention by teaching you practical skills that you can't learn from a book. I hope to see you back here next week. Are you in charge of a business, organization, or sports team? If so, I have an important question for you. Are you prepared for COVID-19? If not, I have the perfect solution for you. And it's fast and easy. You can download my free COVID-19 preparedness checklist and schedule a consultation with me. I will review your practices and certify that you are following the appropriate recommendations. Check out my website, ipncconsulting.com, for details.